going on? Welcome back to another ESL podcast. Today we got in company interviews. That's right. You're going to be listening to an interview from Owen Parcell. This is going to be a really good one out there in England. There's a lot of things to cover, but before we get into that, let's do a nice little review of what we have been talking about in terms of entrepreneurship and conferences and all that other good stuff. So we have five questions, right? Now there is a template for this. Okay, so in the pe- in the template, it's going to cover what we've already talked about in regards to the conferences. It's going to talk about uh, can you or can't you. All right, there's some verbs in the box. It's going to be about entrepreneurs again. And then after that, there are some questions for you to write down. But this is all my business English podcast badge, people. That's right. So for $30 a month, you get this template as well as so many other things you'll be able to answer you'll be able to communicate and comment with me within there. And you do get that free coaching hour as well as a function of adding on coaching hours throughout the month, even as an account, uh, as an accountability partner, whatever it may be, it is all available for the taking. So do you guys get what I'm saying? So what we're going to do, let's go over some of these questions first. Number one, it is important to go to as many conferences as you can. Do you agree or do you disagree with this specific statement? Now, there was a big conference that I had met a lot of people through uh, probably two years ago. Although I did not go to the conference, there were a lot of people who I was friends with on Facebook who had gone to the conference. So I remember one girl's lady's name. Her name was Jerry Cortez. I met her at the end of 2018. And I don't know how I met her, but she had gone to the 10X conference hosted by Grant Cardone. And he was telling everyone, you should go there to meet contacts, meet contacts, meet contacts. It was a great thing, right? It's amazing. Uh, but I did not go to it, although, like I have already told you, I met a few people through there. Jerry was one. Uh, originally from Australia. I don't know how we met. It was somewhere on Facebook. And I realized that she was a digital marketer. I wanted to interview her for my podcast. So we talked about a lot of things in terms of my personal development podcast. We did some calls. She helped me with a little bit of clarity. Uh, She ended up moving out here to Bangkok. I believe it was March of 2019. But she kept trying to push me away because I was like, dude, we should definitely meet. Although she had a boyfriend, she's very beautiful, no doubt, no doubt. But she kept like pushing me away, pushing me away, pushing me away. And I'm like, dude, like we had a podcast together. We're in the same city. It's not like we're in opposite countries. We should just like meet up and talk. And so the, I think the third time I told her, she's like, oh, well, I'll let you know. I'm not done moving it. It just kept, she just kept making excuses. So I said, okay, that's enough. I'm not going to pressure this anymore. And then that was the end of that, right? And that was 2019. That was two years ago. Crazy how it was two years ago already. But nonetheless, I met her through a conference that had taken place. And I met a couple of other Aussies through her. One Aussie that I met through her, she brought other people onto my podcast show. People who I actually no longer speak to, which is kind of funny. Uh, But I was friends with one last girl she had, um, you know, talked to me about. And she coached this specific individual and whatnot. Her name is Mercy from Kenya. You guys have listened to her on this ESL podcast. Unfortunately, you know, she was just showed up late a few times to my podcast. And I'm like, dude, you just keep messing with my time. And then she disappeared. Then I'm like, okay, well, let bygones be bygones. The purpose had been served. But 
again, a conference that I had no recollection of because I didn't go to, I create. I actually met a couple of people and had a couple of podcasts with a, you know, a couple of people uh, two, three years ago. So I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for that. I don't go to conferences at as many conferences as I go to. Uh, to be honest with you, I've only been to like a cup, maybe one workshop, one workshop. And this guy was literally, you know, a guy for one of the gyms here tried hard selling me into, hey, you know, I could get you in or I could get you in for coaching and this and that. I'm like, dude, how are you going to coach me? And you lost 10 of your trainers. You shut down one of your, your gyms. No, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. So nonetheless, is it important? Not necessarily. You could do self-development on your own if you have the discipline. I know a lot of students around the world, especially in the Middle Eastern countries, especially, you know, in Nepal and different places where they have that type of self-discipline, whereas they don't need to go to conferences. They could dissect a book, figure out the overall main idea and execute on that main idea. So that's my opinion of that. Number two, small conferences are more often beneficial than larger ones. Doesn't really matter right? Small conferences, maybe you can meet everyone very easily. Larger ones, you won't be able to meet everyone, and it'll be pretty difficult to meet everyone, too. I don't know, just my opinion. Number three, in business, people skills are as important as technical skills. Absolutely 1,000%. You got to have people skills, people! That's all there is to it. If you don't have people skills, and regardless of what you wear, regardless of who you are, regardless of all the things that you've achieved, if you're not a good, genuine person, caring person, you're never going to get anywhere in life. So this is why it's very, very important to develop people skills. Number four, entrepreneurs need a lot of money to start a business. Absolutely not. I started my business with nothing. I started my business with a blog and I have to pay for my podcast every month and whatnot. But other than that, it is free. YouTube is free to get your message out to people. You could use Zoom, save your videos, upload it onto YouTube. You could use free podcasts or something. Yeah, I think there was Anchor. Anchor was a free podcast, although I would not recommend that. But there are different ways that you can start a business for free, you know, uh, and it's primarily online. Now, if you're doing like a physical business, man, you're going to have to fork over a lot of cash. And given the volatility, meaning the up and down market of what's happening in the world, I would not recommend that whatsoever. And then you have the last question. The internet is a very useful tool for entrepreneurs. We already know that question, right? So now, without being said, I'm going to get into the interview aspect of this. I'm going to try not to interrupt this so much. I'm probably just going to take down some notes in regards to what he says instead of, stopping going stopping going because some of you are like man i can't get the hang of it because you keep stopping and going so i'm not going to do that and i'm just going to play it all the way through so what i'm going to do right now i'm going to screen share so you guys hear the audio on my end i'm going to go to this guy whereas you guys should be able to hear the audio now and let's get this squared away people my name is owen purcell i am the md of apptechlondon.com We try to go to conferences as a company four times a year. We, the hardest thing for us is to select the conferences that we think are going to be most beneficial. Um, there are very, very large scale technical conferences, but we think that the best way is to have a proper goal uh, 
as to why we're going to a conference. So four times a year is roughly where we think is the most, we get the most benefit back from them as opposed to going to as many conferences as we can. Uh, and also we can't have too much time outside of the office. For me, the best conferences are the ones which have the right sort of attendees and the most sort of selected um, exhibitors. So as an example, one of the biggest conferences in the mobile space is called uh, the NWC, which is the Mobile World Congress, which is now in Barcelona. That used to be held in Cannes in France, and it was much smaller and much more select. So five years ago, it was a really beneficial conference, whereas now almost half the mobile world goes to the conference. So it's, it's incredibly busy and enormous. So we have to make sure when we go there, we, we're very clear on what we're trying to achieve. But what makes it good is that all the biggest players in the mobile space go there. So in one venue or in one conference, you can really get a sense of how the market's changing, where the market's going, and see a lot of the sort of the, inno the innovators uh, in that space. So, so the most important thing for us is who the exhibitors are and the attendees. And obviously, if it has nice bars and restaurants and a beach, then that's perfect. A beach? What the hell? Okay. We're very lucky to be in a growth market, so we're expanding at the moment. We are recruiting two people in the next eight weeks, so we're going through the interview process at the moment. For us, the most important thing is to employ people that we think fit the company really well. So the interview process, we try to have a, a very modern approach rather than having set questions. We do try to tailor the questions to get the most out of that person. Some people in interviews can be really nervous. So just going through template questions won't always be the best way. But the questions that we ask will always try to establish if they know what we're trying to do, if the, inter the interview knows the marketplace and what our competitors do. And also we want to get to know them as a person because we will spend two-thirds of our you know, lives with them for a year or two years or however long. So it's essential we like them and they like us as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think an entrepreneur is someone that has the confidence in their own ability to set up a business and have, has the belief in their own ability to run a business that becomes successful. Um, what I think makes an entrepreneur successful is it's not just confidence, but it's also having a very clear sense of what they're trying to achieve and someone that knows the market they're going into very well and can see an opportunity. But essentially, it is someone that is extremely hardworking, very determined, and has to have a lot of confidence in their own ability. Otherwise, they're going to work for, for someone else or work for another company. I do think it is easier to be an entrepreneur today. The internet is a very, very good way to get your products or your business in front of millions and millions of people very quickly. You can build a website within three or four days that looks professional uh, and therefore start to market yourself very quickly. I still think that the internet doesn't, doesn't have an impact on how determined someone is or how good their ideas are, but it certainly can help them understand a marketplace and where the gaps are. So for a research point of view, it's a fantastic tool for an entrepreneur to use. So in many ways, it does make it much easier. And there 
it is, people. So very, very interesting to say the very, very least, right? Um, huh, first and foremost, the internet. Like I told you guys, you could get your message, your thing out to as many people, like a lot of people in a very short amount of time, and you don't have to invest so much into it. Even when he talked about the website, it made me realize, yeah, that's something I need to do. I'm going to build my WordPress website, right? Because I've had my WordPress blog, as you guys may have seen, but it's very generic, right? So I need to make it a little bit more professional so it's easier to navigate and you see more things. And there needs to be two sides of it. It needs to be personal development and there needs to be English language learning, right? So with that being said, um, he talked about, you know, the ability setting up a business, you got to have a clear aim, the market and seeing the opportunity. Now, it's not so much about eyesight. It's more about mindset, right? So again, eyesight is what you see with your eyes. Mindset is what you believe is there, although you can't see it in plain sight. So this is very, very important because I had no idea. I'm a great, a great example of exactly that because I didn't know that, that there was much of a market with ESL. I am beyond grateful that I got into this market, obviously, because now this will ultimately be a, you know, a full, fully sustainable online business. But at the very beginning stages, people, um, you know, when I was doing my personal development podcast, there was no market behind that. There was nothing behind that whatsoever. Because again, you look at personal development, a lot of people are into personal development and who's going to pay me if I'm not certified? If I'm not certified, if I'm not a certified transformation coach, if I'm not a certified high performance coach, these things are going to ultimately end up detouring what I can truly become. So I have to invest tens of thousands of dollars into these types of certifications to become that. And again, that's kind of like setting up a physical business, right? So when I made my ESL, I said, well, what other ESL podcasts are out there? And I listened to them and I'm like, dude, this is an ESL learning. What is this? What is that? What is this? So if you listen to season one, two, three, four, right? Or season one, two, and three, you see that I may speak a little bit slower. But now that the majority of my, you know, my audience, they are used to the rate that I actually speak at, especially my Brazilians who have been following me since like three years ago, you guys probably at this moment can understand me. So I saw the market. I said, well, there aren't that many heavy hitters. There are no ESL podcasts. There's just this, there's that, there's Rachel's English, but that's not really English. She's just teaching you should, would, and could. There are millions of videos out there of that already. Uh, and the way that they teach it in, like, none of it's really, okay, so how can I develop this? So that's why I started from season one, two, three, four, and five. And now I have the number one in the world because it focuses primarily on English. Do you guys get what I'm saying? So again, I don't really do like the vocabulary building like I used to and stuff, but that's going to be coming up in season six, seven, and especially eight, nine, right? So Again, what is it? Because I'm on, no, I'm sorry. This is season six right now. So the vocabulary building and stuff like that, maybe little grammar exercises that will be coming up like in season eight, nine, and 10, right? Season seven, probably just a little bit. But my grammar podcast never really, like they never really took off when I did them back, especially in season five and season four. 
So nonetheless, I found the market. It was a perfect market. It was at a perfect time because podcasts were uh, basically beginning at that stage. And now, especially with TOEFL, there aren't any other TOEFL podcasts out there. There are no other TOEFL podcasts out there. That's why if you go on the Spotify search engine, I'm the number one you find. And people listen to me and they're like, dude, this guy's so good. I'm going to get in contact with him. And that's why I put my WhatsApp number and so many other things and buttons on my websites and pages. Get it? So that's how I set up my business. So now going back to the, you know, his personal life, he said four times a year, you know, select the most beneficial. They don't have too much time outside the office. So again, four times a year, that would be amazing. Most beneficial. Okay. What is it that you need? Okay. The leadership conference, because you, you know, there's, you want to build that leadership within specific divisions. You might want to send some of the people like four leaders from, uh, I don't know, let's say there's four divisions of your company, four leaders, and you want them to go up on training. Okay. Book a one year, one week trip to uh, Oslo or uh, Oslo or uh, Vienna for some kind of leadership conference, you know, hosted by, you know, the one and only Simon Sinek. I don't know, you know, but you want to prepare so you can get the most out of your employees and the people you employ, right? There's a girl, there's a Chinese girl that I actually teach IELTS to, and she has uh, four Thai staff, and they live out here, and, you know, she communicates with them, and I'm like, okay, so what do you, what do you expect from them? Her being the number one sole proprietor and having those shareholders at stake. She's the investor. It's her business and everything. But, you know, there are so many different areas that you have to get better, do this, do that. And you got to see growth. And if you don't see growth, you end up being some of my other business students who she ends up saying, you know, I quit my job last time because I just got bored. It's very boring. Although I got a lot of money, it's very boring. I want to be challenged. People want to feel growth. They want to feel like they're growing, not only within the company, but especially personally. And if you don't do that, you're never going to get that. You're the discontent comes and then you're going to end up quitting. All right. And to top this off conferences and a beach, no one gives a damn about beaches. So I don't know what that guy was talking about in regards to beach. If that's the case, look, just go to Ibiza. You know, you're going to find a bunch of drunk British backpackers out there doing the craziest and most heinous of things. But I don't understand how having a conference in near beach is like, okay, like a bunch of over fifties are going to go to the beach and sit out and have a party. No, no. I mean, if this is a younger generation, perhaps, but that's not the whole focus. Maybe being in the heart of a city center with adequate transportation and great eateries and, you know, reasonable and hotels and different places to visit, you know, right when I was talking about that, I thought about Singapore, you know, that is where you would have a conference, especially Marina Bay Sands and having all those other places, or maybe Hong Kong, although that has been shut down over the last two years. These are places that you would consider. So with that being said, guys, if you want to answer all those questions and the template, it's available on the Arsene Neo Buck Show. I'm sorry, the Business English Podcast badge. Okay, $30 a month, you get a whole bunch. You already know. I say this on every occasion. So with that being said, guys, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in to another ESL podcast in regards to there's another write-up with IKEA that's going in there. And there's an audio, if you guys haven't already heard or have seen on my Facebook page, Starbucks, the history of Starbucks. It's a two-minute and 40-second audio. There's a nice little write-up on my Business English podcast badge. You'll be able to follow it, fill in all the details, you know, to practice your listening. 
if I speak too fast, you're still at a lower level. So there are always references to go back to the elementary level, the exclusive podcast, I speak more slower too, because it's the elementary level. Here, it's normal speed because obviously it's a general podcast. So with that being said, guys, thanks so much for tuning in to another ESL podcast. I'm your host as always. Stay tuned for more Over and Out.